0: Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy grace, for coming to meet with us this morning, uh, for allowing us to be in your presence, for giving us the strength and the courage and the health to be here this morning. We lift up to you those who couldn't come. We pray, Father, that your spirit would fall upon them, your grace and peace would fill them, and that they would be able to be in your house next Sunday. We, We ask, Lord, as we open your word and as we open our hearts, that we would hear your voice, that we'd experience you in worship this morning, and that in all that we say and do, your name would be praised. For we ask it in the name of Jesus, our risen Lord. Amen. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Second Thessalonians, the first chapter. And we're going to be reading just the third and fourth verse and the eleventh and twelfth verse. I know it says verses 1 through 12. Um, I'm always leery when a preacher skips verses. Um, but I hope that this morning you will see how it all comes together. If you want to read the other, uh, you could do so at home and see how it all comes together. Uh, in verse 3, um, Paul writes this We ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love every one of you has for each other is increasing. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials that you are enduring. And then in verse 11, with this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy of his calling and that by his power he may fulfill every good purpose of yours and every act prompted by your faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God add God's blessings to the reading and hearing. Of God's most holy word as we gather this city to hear your word and to respond to it We ask that you would speak to us that we would hear your voice that we wouldn't hear for others But we'd hear for ourselves that you would come and meet with us and talk to us Uh, Lord, we ask that our hearts would be open to respond and that as we respond your holy spirit would change us Thank you father for this opportunity and ask that you would speak through me though. I'm unworthy except by your incredible grace And so it's with joy we share in your word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. We have uh, begun our Thanksgiving season and uh, always want to help you focus for Thanksgiving. And this year we've been trying to put the giving back in Thanksgiving, and last week we talked about giving grace and being graceful people and sharing that grace. And I told you the story of uh, of uh, the biennial where people were sent out to go out to eat and to ask their waiter or waitress, if they could pray for them and if there was anything for which they could pray. And so I encourage you to do that, and I'll tell you why I want you to do that and why it's important that you do that. It's important that you do that so that when you come to the Thanksgiving service, we can share what God has done as we have actually given thanks. So I encourage you, if you go out to eat, uh, take that opportunity. If you don't normally go out to eat, hey. Give thanks. All right, some of you stingy uh, guys, you know, you can take her out to eat. It's okay. Um, And uh, just once, hey, you can go to McDonald's. You could even do the drive-thru. And when you get there, ask the lady at the drive-thru if you can pray for her. See, it's not difficult, or the guy, whoever's at the drive-thru. does that count as going out? You'll have to ask your wife, Kenny. <laughs> she says no. <laughs> I was so cool for <laughs> Just for a second there. Okay, so, so, so we've been talking about giving and thanks. And, and so we're, we want to prep uh, for our Thanksgiving service and for our Thanksgiving time. Uh, we want to put uh, giving back into Thanksgiving. And, of course, this week, there's a lot of preparation to do, right? Uh, because on Tuesday, um, you all will go and you will place your vote. Yeah, it's Tuesday, remember. Yes. Um, so <laughs> So I encourage you to research the candidates. Do your prep. Research candidates. Uh, pray. Spend a lot of time in prayer. If you haven't already, start praying. Boy, you might be a little behind. You can catch up a little that way. Um, and then vote. But most importantly... Listen carefully. Most importantly, the prep's important, the prayer's important, the voting's important, but most importantly, put your faith in God alone. Whoever wins this election, brothers and sisters in Christ, is not more powerful than our almighty God. And though things may change, we live by faith. And we see that God is a God who works in and through all of these things that man puts together, that human beings think that they have some control, some power, and ultimately God is at work. So do not lose faith, no matter who wins. And whoever you vote for may not win. You just say, well, God is still on the throne, and I'm going to trust In my God, I encourage you to put your faith in God alone. And this morning, we're going to talk about giving faith. Giving faith. Now, faith doesn't make sense. Faith makes miracles. Things change when you start giving thanks and giving thanks, giving faith. And when things, when you start giving faith, and things begin to change, you can't help but give thanks. There, did I get that all out finally? (laughs) That's where we were headed. So I want you to think about how you can give faith. Now, first of all, you can't give faith if you don't have faith, right? I mean, I, that just makes sense. I can't, I can't give you something I don't have. So it begins by having faith. And, of course, uh, most of you know that faith comes by hearing, right, and the Word of God and putting your trust and belief in Jesus the Christ, So you have to, first of all, believe in Jesus Christ. You have to believe that He is the Son of God. You have to believe that He came to this earth in the flesh and that He died on the cross for your sin, just like He died for my sin, just like He died for the sin of the world. And if you would put your faith in Him, if you would put your trust in Him, say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I've done things wrong, but I put my trust in You. He will take your sin from you and make you righteous. And then your life will totally begin to change. Why? Because now you are a person of faith. And the Apostle Paul in 2 Thessalonians says, and your faith in Thessalonians, the church in Thessalonica, their faith was continuing to grow, to increase. So here's my question for all you who sat around the table and celebrated God's love for you in Jesus Christ. Is your faith continuing to increase? Is there an increase? Are, do you have more faith? Do you trust God more today than you did last week, last year? No, this cracked me up. I spent quite a bit of time um, thinking about Thanksgiving and uh, putting together the scriptures for the Sundays I wanted and the focus of each of those Sundays, and. Uh, then I came to this week and began to put together worship and uh, win the songs. And I have a form that I use. And on that form, I usually go to the one the year before. And do you know what my scripture was last year on this Sunday? 2 <laughs> Thessalonians 1, 1 through 12. I said, okay, God. And you know what the focus was? Faith. So my question to you, I know you all remember that sermon. <laughs> it was one of Mark's favorite. He's going to share it with you here in a minute. The highlights. <laughs> when, when you think of last year, is your faith greater this year than it was last year at Thanksgiving time? You see, our faith should be increasing. If we want to share our faith, we, we not only need to have faith, uh, but we also need to be willing to share that faith. In other words, our belief should increase. Now, this is what Hebrews says faith is. And We talked about faith just a couple weeks ago, so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking exactly about faith, but this is what Hebrews says. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Are you more sure today than you were last year? Do you have more confidence in God this year than last year? Now, this is what, I I don't know how your life goes, but this is how my life goes, okay? Um, There, yeah, (laughs) Connie's got it figured out, kind of the wave action here. There are times when, uh, yeah, my faith is really strong, and I see God do incredible things. And then something else comes along, and it, kicks the wind right out of me and I begin to struggle and I, sometimes I, I want to dope slap myself. It's like, come on. You've seen God do incredible miracles. Why now? Well, because usually because the struggle affects me personally and it seems so overwhelming. But we serve a God in whom we can put our confidence and our assurance even when we can't see and remember, faith is an action verb verb. Faith is an action verb. I know it's a noun. It's an action noun, it's an action verb. Faith is something that has to be done. You can't just believe, say, yeah, I believe in Jesus, and then when the hard times come, walk away. That's not faith. Faith is is the one who says, I believe in Jesus no matter what, and continues to act as if God is still on the throne. Despite the struggles, despite the turmoils, they still stand firm. I've seen it over and over and over again. Faith is something you have to put into action. James said, as the body without the spirit is dead, so is faith without deeds dead. Faith is an action verb. So I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about what faith is, but I do want you to be clear before we go on. If your faith is increasing, then you are able to share it. If your faith is decreasing, it gets awful hard to share, doesn't it? Because if you're not sure, it's hard to encourage someone else to be sure. And if you're in the midst of doubt, it's hard to come to someone else and say, it's going to be okay, put your trust in. In God, we as believers need to be constantly building our faith. So, if we're going to do this right, I'm missing something. Um, if we're going to do this right, uh, we're going to have to build our faith, and, and, and it's just like losing weight, isn't it? Uh, you know, losing weight is just so easy. I, I've read about it, haven't you? You, you, you take that little pill. Right? That's what they say. You take that little pill and you'll lose weight. Yeah. But if you read the fine print, they say, you have to take the little pill and you have to diet and exercise. Now, wait a minute. That's why I take the little pill, so I don't have to diet and exercise. That's what I don't want to do. I love this guy on the treadmill going after the piece of pizza. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard. It's hard work to lose weight. The same is true if you want to increase your faith. You, you can't just say, oh, I want to I trust you more, Lord. I want to trust you more, Lord. I want to trust you more, Lord. You have to begin to study God's word. You have to get down on your knees and pray. And then you have to live it out. And it's not easy. And it takes discipline. But when you follow that discipline, you begin to see the fruit of your labors and you begin to see God at work and your faith will begin to grow more and more and more. If you decide you don't want to study God's Word, you don't want to pray, and you're not sure you're going to believe everything that God puts in front of you, you're going to watch your faith decrease. And that's the easy way to go because it takes no effort on your part. But without the effort, my question is, do you even have faith? Can you imagine? Uh, You stand at the altar with the person you love, with whom you want to spend the rest of your life. And you make a vow. I'm going to give my all to this marriage. And then you go home and you discover who you really married. And then you, you have to work at it? I thought you just stood up there and said, I do, I do, and it's all done. Isn't that how it works? Well, it worked that way for me, of course, but. Isn't isn't, isn't a relationship work? A relationship takes work. If you want your relationship with Christ to grow stronger, you have to put in the effort. But let me tell you, it's well worth it because the more your faith increases, the more opportunity you have to share what God is doing. And it gets exciting because God is doing incredible things. And yeah, things can be difficult, but you'll still see God's hand at work. You see, we want an ever-increasing faith so that we can share our faith. But we also need to have a faith that is strong enough To hold on in the difficult times. A faith that grabs hold of the rock of Jesus Christ. In the midst of the storm, you got to have something that's going to hold you firm through it. Because if you don't, you're going to find yourself flopping around in the wind. Tossed around by the waves, the scripture says. Instead of firmly being grounded in the gospel and the love of Jesus Christ. The most important thing to remember, being a follower of Jesus Christ, is that God... Proved his love for you by sending Jesus to die on the cross for you. And that will never, ever change. No matter what happens in your life, God still loves you that much. And God said, greater love has no one than this, but that they lay down their life for another. You see, we have a rock on which we can hold on to. And the prophet Isaiah put it this way. I love this. Sometimes second service we sing a hymn, um, God leads us along. And I I just love that hymn because it speaks to me. And it comes directly from Isaiah 43. He says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Notice he didn't say, when you go around the waters. Or he didn't say, I'm going to pick you up and take you over the waters. He says, when you pass, what is that? Through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. You ever ever watch those flood uh, images where people, I don't don't get this, but people see the water and they're in their car and somehow they think that their car, despite the fact that the three cars before them got swept down the river, their car is going to make it. And they go right into the river and they get swept down the river. And I, I think... Boy, how is it that you? I've been in rivers and I've tried to walk across rivers, especially hunting, drives me nuts because I want to get to that other side because I know the big ones over there. You know how that works. And and I'm looking at the river and there there are stones, but I have to take one or maybe two that are in the river. And this is what I know. When I put my foot in the river, the current is going to be strong. And the question is, will I be strong enough to buck the current? And what I know up here sometimes is, yeah, I can make that, but down here, I'm not so sure. And so I'll put my foot in and watch my foot go to the side. And I, Well, wait a minute. Now, can I really do this? And more often than not, I decide I don't want to get wet. But in Christ, when we put our faith in Christ, the weather of this world, the current of this world will try to push us over but christ stands beside us to hold us up they will not sweep over you and when you walk through the fire you will not be burned the flames will not set you ablaze we serve a god when you put your faith in him who can get us through the most difficult times who can walk with us through he didn't promise to take us out of them he promised to get us through them and as we walk through them, what we discover is our faith begins to increase. Faith is like Wi-Fi. It comes to us. We live by faith, not by sight. You can't see Wi-Fi, but you know it's there. How do you know it's there? Because some of you have been on your iPhone this whole time, checking your emails and your Twitter account. And so you know the Wi-Fi is working. How do you know the Wi-Fi is working? How do you know that faith is working in your life? Well, because you're living it out. You you experience God over and over again because you put your trust in Him. 2 Corinthians tells us we live by faith, not by sight. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not real. It's there. And God is at work in our lives and in our life together so we need faith that gets us through and if we have ever-increasing faith and if we have faith that gets us through this is most important right here then we can do what we can share our faith and this is what happens what we share is life-changing moments listen very carefully we can share life-changing moments with others around us. I want to give you an example. This is a great example. In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John are going to the temple to pray. And they're just going to church. They're on their way to church and there's a guy by the temple gate and he's been crippled since birth and he's calling out asking people for money. He just needs money because he can't work and so he's looking for help. And he cries out to Peter and John, And just like he cried out to everybody else, and there are a lot of people coming to prayer, so he's not focused on Peter and John. He's just, hey, can you give me something? Hey, can you give me something? And so he turns away to say hey to somebody else, and Peter looks at him and says, look at me. And I bet you the man was kind of startled, so he looks at him. Well, maybe if I look at him, he'll give me more. And Peter says to him, Silver and gold we don't have, but what we have we give to you. you. Listen to this. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now, I want you to put yourself in the crippled legs of this man who since birth has never been able to walk. Have you ever watched a baby learn to walk? How does that work for him? Well, it's difficult at first, isn't it? They catch on pretty quick. This man's never walked in his life. And now he's got to decide what's he going to do? Everybody's watching now. Cuz Peter said, "Look." So everybody was like, "Okay. What's he going to do?" And the scripture says he got up and he began to walk. And then he began to dance. And he began to praise God, for God had healed him. And Peter says this, By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know is made strong. It is Jesus' name and through the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. You see, Peter and John shared with this man their faith in Jesus Christ. And it changed this man's life forever. Do you understand what an opportunity you have? You have an opportunity to change people's lives. People who are broken. People who are hurting. People who are afraid. Some of you all have been, I, I hear you, lament, lamenting this election. This election has been the greatest opportunity we've ever had to share our faith in Jesus Christ. There are people afraid. What if... What if? What if he gets in? What if she gets in? On both sides. I got friends on both sides, so I read all of it. And they're scared to death. What if? And, of course, the campaigns have built on that fear, haven't they? Uh, uh, Don't vote for them because look what might happen. Or don't vote for them because look what might happen. But we serve a God who casts out all fear. Who gives us perfect peace. And we have friends and neighbors who are scared to death. What's going to happen to our nation? And we have an opportunity to say, you know what? We serve a God who's greater than whatever happens in this nation. And you could have the peace that I have. If you put your trust in Him. And furthermore, He could offer you so much, so much more. You see, we have an opportunity to change lives. Of course, we don't change lives. We share with them the faith, and God changes their life. But we have an opportunity to share. What if Peter and John hadn't gone to church that Sunday? Or that Saturday, sorry, it was the temple. <laughs> what, what if they hadn't gone? What if they hadn't walked that way? Maybe they went in a different gate. What would have happened in this man's life? You see, you have incredible influence in your neighbor's and friend's lives. I encourage you to share your faith with them, Share your confidence in God. You have a friend who's hurting, uh, maybe physically. Maybe they have a, a, a loved one who's, who's hurting. And you have an opportunity to share with them. Remind them, perhaps, if they're already a believer. Or maybe share with them for the first time that God cares about them and cries with them. Would you let me pray for you and with you? What, what would happen if you had a friend or a neighbor or someone you ran into even on the street who was sick, what would happen if you asked to pray for them and asked Jesus to to heal them? You see, this is where the rubber hits the road, isn't it? Because we're okay. I'll share my faith with them. Yeah, I'll tell them God loves them. But do you believe that Jesus actually still heals people today? then would you be willing to ask Jesus to heal that person and believe that Jesus can? You see, that's what Peter and John did because they believed so firmly. Of course, they had seen Jesus resurrected from the dead. And if Jesus can come back from the dead, then I suppose nothing is impossible. huh? Do you really believe it? You see, God calls us to change our world. And I believe he wants to change this world through us and he's continuing to do that. And so this Thanksgiving season I want you to give your faith away. I want you to share with somebody. I don't care who it is, I don't care when it is. Maybe you just need to ask God, God show me who I can share my faith with. And you can share your faith by praying for them for healing. You can share your faith by asking asking them if they know Jesus and if they would want to know Jesus. You could share your faith by stepping up to the plate and saying, "Hey, listen, I know that you're having a rough time, and I want to ask God to change your life. Would you be willing to let me pray for you? Now, that's a different prayer, isn't it? Do you believe enough to do that? Do you have enough faith to go that way? I mean, could you actually share? Could you actually share your faith? This is what happens. Did you you notice as the Thessalonians began to do that, um, this is what happened. Um, um, Paul has to write this. Uh, it took me a long time to find it. It was the first verse we were reading. <laughs> Paul, Paul says this We ought always to thank God for you. And this is what will happen you start sharing your faith, and your thanksgiving will increase because you'll begin to see God at work in powerful ways. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for our time together and for your word, for the power of it, and for the faith you have given us, this opportunity to put our trust in you, and to put our trust in you enough to share it with someone else. And this morning, Lord, there may be somebody who has never put their trust in you and they've been struggling in life and beginning to wonder if you really cared. Lord, this morning, may they hear that you love them so much that you were willing to give your life, that they might have a purpose and a direction that would make their life meaningful, that you were willing to give your life that they might be forgiven of all those things in the past that hold them down that you love them so much that you want to set them free and change their lives this morning. Lord, we pray that they would say yes to you. And Father, we pray for those who came this morning with faith that's been lagging. We pray, Father, this morning that you would encourage their hearts, remind them that you're still at work in their lives, and that as they put their trust in you and seek you, you will reveal yourself to them more and more. We pray, Father, that they would walk out of here looking and waiting and watching, knowing that you're going to do something great as they trust in you. And Father, uh, we pray that you would give us the courage to share, to share our faith that you might change us and that you might change those around us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.